Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We have been producing episodes for just over six months now, and we're reaching pharmacists all over the country and even the world. So keep it up. Please keep sharing with your friends. And in this episode, we'll be talking about personalized medicine with Megan Edelman. Today, we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, Megan Edelman. Megan received her PharmD from North Dakota State University and has spent time in retail pharmacy before joining One Ohm as the clinical development pharmacist. Megan, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you, Hillary. I'm just really excited to be here. It's a privilege to be on your show. Well, thank you. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro and maybe tell us a little bit more about your personal life. Yeah, so um, I am a North Dakota native and um, have been interested in healthcare from a young age. And when I decided on pharmacy, um, we have we had a great um, school of pharmacy in state. So I went to North Dakota State University, and after graduating, we relocated. And I really had a desire to work in a community setting. So I've spent time in both retail pharmacy as well as independent pharmacy settings. Um, and then had the opportunity about two and a half years ago to um, to kind of jump on board with a new company that was starting, um, partly uh, founded by Mayo Clinic and the other half um, is Inventor Clinic that started us. And so I've been here with One Ohm for about two and a half years now. Oh, wow. Okay. So that is exciting that you've got a connection or that the company has a connection with Mayo Clinic and, and uh, that's a really interesting collaboration. So can you tell us a little bit more about what is One Ohm and then what your role is as the clinical development pharmacist? Yes, so One Ohm, we are a pharmacogenomics testing company, and as I previously mentioned, we are established by two different companies, Inventure and Mayo Clinic, Um, and we are based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and we have a um, CAP-approved CLIA-accredited laboratory, and we provide DNA analysis and interpretation for several genes and um, associated medications through our RightMed test. So we have a, um, a product that we've created, and it is a provider-ordered test. The DNA is collected through a buccal swab. There's a fairly short return time, and then the interpretation report is returned to the provider um, with all of the medications that we have associated with these genes. They're binned in either red, yellow, or green categories based on the level of the gene-drug interaction. Um, we also have designed an online interactive tool called the RightMed Advisor to help with the interpretation of results. Uh, so you can think of it a little bit like LexiComp, um, but it's specifically designed for pharmacogenomics. So in that, my role um, is kind of twofold. Um, I help with the data curation and the analysis of scientific literature that's pertinent to pharmacogenomics. Um, and then also kind of develop content for our online interactive provider tool that I had spoken of before, the RightMed Advisor. 
Um, and then recently, I've also taken on a more prominent role in our clinical consultation services. So that's kind of the bulk of, of what I do. Yeah, that's really interesting, Megan. And pharmacogenomics is certainly a really emerging area, uh, particularly in pharmacy. Uh, so how would, how are patients being, or I guess, how do, do people sign up with one M? Is it basically through their provider or um, walk us through a little bit more about, you know, who's currently participating with you guys? And, and I love this right med advisor interactive tool. That sounds really fascinating as well. Is that far, uh, patient based or, or more provider based? Yeah, that is actually, I'm glad that you um, asked about that. That is one of my favorite features. And it is, it's specifically designed for providers. And in particular, um, somewhat with pharmacists in mind. Um, I mean, it is very general to any provider that's ordering the right med test. But we also know that, you know, pharmacogenomics, we believe that pharmacists can kind of uh, drive this effort of the implementation of this um, new area, or not new, I guess, but quickly advancing um, area of, of pharmacy. And we wanted to be able to provide kind of additional information and details that we weren't able to fit on, a, you know, a, a short report. Um, so we developed this online tool that helps um, pharmacists and providers kind of go in and see, okay, which for this medication, which genes are associated with this medication. And um, if there are any uh, comments about other genes that might be involved, but the evidence just isn't quite uh, high enough to include that gene, it just enables us, it's a platform basically, where we're able to kind of communicate more information um, and it allows the, the user to kind of designate, you know, how deep they want to, to go with this particular product and the information that is contained um, within. So as far as how you access it um, and order the test, um, it is a provider ordered test and we have clients that are using it in different ways. Um, some are um, institutional based, and so it's the institutional that's um, kind of you, we've signed we've a contract with them, and they're using this and trying to um, integrate it into their clinical practice. Um, other times, it's patients who have heard of our product and they go to their doctor or their provider and they say, you know, I'm really interested in one ohm. I'd really like my um, this test done on on my DNA. I'd like to find out if these medications are working well for me. Um, and then uh, there have been some other organizations that have kind of tried to integrate it into their MTM. Um, and so it kind of takes on um, various hats, I guess, depending on on the setting of the provider and the institution. But we, we want it to be versatile and just try to really get this into the hands of those that are interested. Yeah, that's fascinating. So Megan, what are maybe some of the most common genes or medications that you all are seeing uh, being requested to for testing? Yeah, so there are um, there are a lot of genes and medications that are impacted um, to treat uh, just psychiatric conditions. And so we have recently created um, a little bit of a separate view, I guess. So our, our traditional right med test is comprehensive. So we cover lots of different disease states. And so our medications are kind of specific to those. And then we have found through feedback that some people would like a little bit more of a narrow view. They don't necessarily want to see all of the oncology or all of the cardiovascular. And so 
we recently created a view that is specific to psychiatry because it seems like that was something that we kept hearing from providers as they wanted to see um, a psych panel. And so um, we have we did that and we released that update, I think, a few months ago. And a lot of those medications, which which may not be surprising, but they're the cytochrome P450 enzymes, um, the enzymes that really do a bulk, if you can remember back to um, our pharmacology days, but they do a bulk of that phase one metabolizing of drugs. And so that's, that's a bulk of our genes, but we also have other um, genes such as SLC6A4, which is a transporter gene, and that's tied to certain um, psychiatric medications. So um, antidepressants are kind of a big one um, in the world of pharmacogenomics. And it's helpful because oftentimes, you know, you, you end up needing to do several different trials of a medication. Um, in order to figure out, you know, one that works for you. And this isn't necessarily, you know, the, the perfect answer, but it's another tool. It's another piece of the puzzle to help providers really optimize patient care and choose a therapy that would be most appropriate for that patient, um, definitely considering the other factors that are unique to that individual. Yeah, that that is really interesting. Thanks for uh, explaining that a little bit further. And there is a lot of excitement in that area. So Megan, is there any specific training that you'd recommend for pharmacists who are wanting to get involved in the pharmacogenomics area? Yeah, you know, there are um, some pharmacogenomics certificate programs that have kind of popped up over the last few years. One I know of in particular, I have not um, went through it myself, but a coworker has, um, and that's out of UC Denver. And it just enables you to kind of continue working um, with within whatever setting you're currently in. Um, and most of them, I, I believe, are distance-based online um, programs. And then you're able to kind of get um, that uh, education um, that maybe wasn't integrated into pharmacy school back when a lot of us were um, were there learning and um, getting our degrees. And so that would be one area that would be a great way to kind of learn more about this growing field and then be able to integrate that into their practice settings. Wonderful. And so speaking of staying on top of, of knowledge and, and all of that with, with um, healthcare and what's going on in that world, is there, do you have any tips for how you stay current specifically related to the pharmacy field? Yeah. So I um, recently within the last year or so have really been trying to utilize the technology that's available um, to us today. So I've tried to follow the organizations that I'm interested in, like APHA or Eric Christensen's MedEd 101. I follow them on social media so that while I'm scrolling, if it pops up on my feed, then I just try to take a quick few minutes and click on that link and read it. I don't often have time to be able to kind of sit down and read uh, like a, a journal article or, or something cover to cover that's mailed to me. But if I am online and able to kind of click on that, um, and have things emailed to me directly. I, I get some things from Medscape emailed directly every day. And if I just try to kind of prioritize taking, you know, two, three minutes to kind of click on whatever that is and skim it depending on the um, degree of 
how relevant it is, but um, that really helps me. And then I have to say a huge thank you to you um, as well, Hillary, because podcasts um, are really helpful to kind of capitalize on that commute time or if you're cooking dinner or just kind of anything where you're able to listen to something and may not necessarily be able to like read it or hold it. Um, that really helps as well, just to kind of stay connected um, and understand kind of the current healthcare trends and what's going on. Yeah, well, absolutely. Those are some great tips uh, for staying current. I, I haven't thought about it, but most of the time we all are on social media or scrolling or something like that. So following pharmacy uh, different groups, whether it's organizations or other individuals who are posting some really important things is such a great way just to kind of get some quick but good relevant pieces of information and and I'm glad that uh, listening to good pharmacy information is also really relevant. Uh, thanks for the shout out to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Always trying to get some great guests uh, on here with some really interesting um, and fascinating topics. So thank you for that. So Megan, what are some of the things that excite you about the future of pharmacy? Well, I am probably a little bit biased here, but I'm definitely excited about pharmacogenomics and just the potential that it has to impact care. Um, I'm excited that pharmacists have the opportunity to really lead this effort. Um, I believe it really fits well into our expertise. And it's just exciting to see um, if you look back over the last um, decade or so, the advances in technology have really driven down the cost of sequencing DNA, and it's really made this um, pharmacogenomics more accessible for everybody. And so there's definitely always science that needs to be done and data to be, um, to be curated, but um, it's just really, I think we're kind of on the cusp of really honing in on this particular aspect of personalized medicine. So that's really exciting to me. Absolutely. I think that that it is certainly a growing and a new fun area that pharmacy can really make a difference. So I echo those thoughts as well. Uh, so Megan, as our final question, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their careers? Yeah, I um, would tell my younger self and those that may be just starting to keep an open mind regarding pharmacy and really all of the possibilities that exist to utilize our degree. I almost passed this opportunity up because it just seemed too out of the box from the traditional kind of routes of pharmacy, at least that I thought were traditional. And so I was very close to not even applying for this position and I'm really glad that I took the leap. It certainly has had its challenges, but it's been very fulfilling. And so I would say, um, you know, obviously there's so many factors that you need to consider when you're thinking about a career course, but just not to narrow things down too quickly without really kind of processing and thinking through what that might look like. And just because it might be unconventional, it doesn't mean that it may not be a great fit or very exciting. Yeah, that is great advice because that also falls in line with kind of where I am right now uh, at Dispensary of Hope. Uh, it was not an open position or it, it hadn't been, or it was an open position. It had not been an existing position. So it's really been something new that I've been able to create and kind of 
mold to just grow in some some fun responsibilities in different areas of pharmacy. But I love that you got out of your comfort zone and, uh, you know, probably two years ago when you took the position, pharmacogenomics was still very new. But now I think that we all could agree that it is certainly an area that is growing and growing. And uh, I think that you've definitely got got some some good long experience that can be had in that field and area. So thanks so much, Megan, for being a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. And it has been a pleasure talking with you today. Likewise. Thank you so much, Hillary. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Wonderful. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. And be sure to check out our website, www.pharmacyadvisory.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave any comments on future episodes or any thoughts for future guests. Uh, Contact us. Our information is on the website.